Hi, this is Kenya Koviak, and welcome to my magical Cottagecore life. Today's episode might be a little bit corny. Actually, it'll be a lot corny. You guessed it. In today's episode, we're going to talk about corn. So, what is it about corn today? Well, as you know, it's one of the three sisters. It is a major player when it comes to nutrition in this particular part of the world. It has served as a trellis when planted together in the center of a three sisters garden. The squash will go around the base kind of like a hedge. The vines kind of grow up around the prop roots and the beans grow up the middle and use the corn as a trellis. And nutritionally, they kind of complement each other and keep the soil from wearing out. Using this as a foundation, you don't just have to make succotash. For those of you who are of my generation, you might remember the words suffer and succotash. And while familiar and tasty, there are other things you can make with corn and things from your garden. Let's check it out. Now, one of the first things that comes to mind with corn is soup. No, not corn on the cob, although I really do love corn on the cob, but soup. Soup is really good and it can really be a foundation of a nutritious diet. It's also one of the ways you can regulate your intake if you are on a spiritual fast. Combining soup with a simple bread and a simple green would give you a nice, simple, humble, thoughtful time of reflection and thankfulness for a period of days for a fast while still allowing you to get a nutritional load. And for more information on that, I recommend doing some research 
with a nutritionist. I don't give medical advice. But when we think of corn soup, for many Americans in the United States, the first thing they think of is corn chowder. But that's so limiting. There's burnt corn soup, which would be an indigenous soup, which has a really dubious history. And that has to do with colonial times and Washington and burning all the corn here of the indigenous nations and them having to make do. There is also corn in a vegetable soup. There is creamed corn, creamed corn soup. But another thing you can do is make a gruel. This is especially helpful when people are not feeling well. A good gruel can go a long way. Because when you're not feeling well, eating a meal can be grueling. I know, I know, I know. I told you this would be a corny episode. What do you want from me? Another thing we can look at for corn is that, believe it or not, people make drinks. There is a delightful purple bluish corn that I pick up in Southwest Detroit that I can use to make a wonderful refreshing drink from corn. Notice I said Southwest Detroit. There is no South Detroit. Do not let Journey play you for food. Now I'm going to also talk a little bit about something. Hominy is a processed product of corn. The kernels have usually been put through ash, which has been mixed with water to create a natural lye. You can tell they get kind of swollen and then they dry. People often add this to soups and to stews, and it can be served by itself. Hominy once dried, like dried beans, has to be soaked first. You can get a lot of stuff done around the farmstead or around your apartment stead while you're waiting on it to soak and be ready. Hominy is more commonly added to soups as well or served with breakfast. But many of us eat dried corn in a ground fashion, especially here in Detroit and in the South, in the form of grits. There is nothing like grits and I, I am gonna make some people angry. I sometimes eat sugar in my grits because it was given to me as a porridge 
in the morning when I was young. Between grits and rice, I very much had a farmer's kind of diet, or at least a Great Depression kind of diet. The parents who raised me were born in 1913 and 1926, after all. But what else can we talk about with corn? Well, let me give you the tea. Speaking of tea, did you know you can make corn silk tea? Corn silk is in a lot of things as is corn starch, especially homemade soups, gravies, and believe it or not, cosmetics. It's also medicinal. So if you're an inspiring herbalist, definitely collect that silk from the top of your cornfield. Here's a little folklore for you. Did you know that in many traditions, as far as different religions, cornmeal is used as an offering? You can look up the Zuni peoples to get more insight on indigenous traditions still used today. If you go to Haiti, you will also see cornmeal used. And sometimes it's definitely used to draw the veve. Here in Michigan, in some of the really blended culture we have here even though it's an indigenous practice at some times many of the people that I know will use cornmeal to draw let's say special spaces cornmeal is seen as an offering and it's also seen as a sign of prosperity just a little folklore for you. Now, you may find that after harvesting all of your corn, you don't really want to can it because you just don't have enough room you don't have enough experience. We'll talk about canning another time. That was just something going on in the background. My husband was on his phone. And the cat is currently playing inside of a cardboard box in case you can hear the tissue paper ruffling. 
But what you can do is dehydrate your corn, not just on the dehydrator. You can literally hang your corn from the rafters. There's something really cool looking about large bundles of corn. It's almost like decorations from the harvest because that's what harvest decorations are kind of about. The best way to do this is to let it stay on the stalk for as long as possible, watching for signs of rot. Set aside at least every seventh ear for seed. And you can usually contact your local farm bureau or your state extension office. They'll tell you the other ways that you can make sure your corn is safe and virus free. But one more thing. We are a cottage core after all. Don't forget to make a corn dolly. Now I know this is the winter, but if you're like our house, you're already looking at your seed catalogs, trying to figure out what kind of corn and other crops you're going to plant for the year. Maybe try something different this year, like an heirloom. Maybe something red like butcher's blood or a beautiful blue, whatever it is. Make sure you plan to lose quite a bit. And there's an old poem about one for the bird and one for the crow and one for the worm, and you can look it up. enough about corn for now. I did warn you it would be kind of corny. So I'm pretty sure that the next episode we're going to get back to our book of stuff because this should be in your book of stuff too under planting and we're going to finish our talk about altars. I hope to see you again next time on my magical cottage core life. <laughs>